the most important thing for a hostess negotiator is you always must keep what you promise, no matter what. And that's the same thing here, that although it might look in one phase of the process that that might be the end solution or end outcome of all this, still you make sure that you follow the path to the end as promised. Welcome to the Public Service Pioneers podcast, brought to you by a lab. In early 2021, we brought together some of the leading thinkers and doers in public services innovation to talk about a meaningful part of their work. And this podcast shares some of the most compelling conversations from that event. In this episode, the conversation is between Dr. Toby Lowe, visiting professor in public management at the Centre for Public Impact and the former Director General of Finland's Education Department, Oli Pekka Heinonen. They discuss what happens when we embrace complexity in public services and build human systems, not scalable solutions. My name is Toby Lowe. I'm a visiting professor of public management at the Centre for Public Impact. And I'm very pleased to be able to be in conversation today with uh, Oli Pekka Heinonen, who is Director General of the Finnish Education Agency. What was the purpose of the Innovation Centre? Why, why did you set it up? In the Finnish education system, we saw that it's not kind of enough that we, from top-down to the development work, that we have to be able to increase the adaptability capacity of the schools, and not only the schools, but actually the kind of whole growth environment of the child. We need a new approach, and we didn't have the view that what it might be we kind of thought that we'll create an experiment of an experiment, create an organizational structure that is in itself an experiment. And that was how the Innovation Center was created. Grant, so if I understand correctly, the, the Innovation Center is a, is, a, is a mechanism to enable the education system in Finland to... Uh, innovate and experiment. Exactly, yes. Your team describes it as saying you're trying to build joint understanding and joint discussion amongst a kind of education ecosystem in Finland. So what kind of people and organizations do you see as part of this ecosystem, this joint understanding and joint discussion? Of course, the teachers, the school principals, other personnel of in school have been very, very important. And the kind of muni- municipality decision makers is, is important. But also involving the, the parents and also actually the learners, the, the children in the discussion. Then we have also kind of widened the scope so that the different other professionals and also the other 
kind of voluntary organizations that work closely with those children. They are all the actors, actually, that we have tried to bring together. And that's already a big step quite often. Different professionals might not have talked with each other before, although they are working with the same children. We make that contact, not saying that we have something that we want to offer them as a kind of a solution, but we're saying that do they see that they have some challenges that they would need help with? What the center does is it facilitates a discussion. And that discussion is very important because quite often there are smaller problems which are more profession or viewpoint specific. But once you continue the discussion, there is a bigger problem behind the smaller problems and maybe still a bigger problem behind the bigger problem. Another way of putting it is to describe it as a kind of a trusted referee. It's somebody who everybody learns to give the authority to of the process, not the content, not the solutions, but they are somebody that, that can be trusted. Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of a safe environment to express yourself and maybe let go of something that it's your professional view and you will not give it up to find the common ground that is always needed. So what are the kinds of things that the Innovation Centre team has done to create that kind of space to be that trusted learning partner? There's not the idea that now we must find an agreement. But it's about understanding different views and making sure that the diversity of views are present. The trusted referee's idea is that everybody can play in a way by the same rules and have the room to express themselves. One thing that is important is also to structure the process, document it so that it holds together. I noticed one of the things that the evaluation reports of this as a kind of work overall says that current evaluation models are inadequate for understanding of the kind of creative processes that you have supported. So what have you learned about how evaluation needs to change in order for it to do the job that you need it to do? There's quite often the idea that Actually, we have in the national level, we have the answer already, and then we give you the money to implement it. And that's called development. Um, uh, Quite often, what, what is the evaluation process bluntly said is that then we look whether it meets all the requirements of the legislation. So it's legal evaluation. It doesn't actually have time to look at what has been done in practice. That's shameful to say it, but that's the way it has been. The aim is to increase the the capacity 
the resilience on the local level. And that's a kind of a quality and competence that remains there. And that's the final aim. Nice. So if I'm hearing you correctly, kind of you're saying that evaluation needs to serve the purpose of local learning rather than to checking up from the national scale about whether you did the things you said you were going to do. Exactly, exactly. And and that's a it it doesn't kind of sound as a kind of a kind of a big change, but it's kind of revolutionary if you compare it to the traditional way of doing things. Excellent. And so if I understand things correctly, I'm hearing that the Innovation Center is quite unusual in innovation practice in that, am I right in thinking that the Innovation Center doesn't try and take the results of local experiments to scale? I to say, okay, this has worked in one place, now other, other parts of Finland should copy. Am I right in thinking that the Innovation Center doesn't do that? We have, from the very beginning, started with the idea that let's forget scaling, because I think there are actually many reasons why it fails. We are talking about solutions that are connected to the people and their relationships with each other. And, and you can't kind of scale, you can't move that from one place to another because it's bound to the people. It's their solution. And it's unique for that reason because we as humans are unique and the context is always unique. Of course, the attitude of not invented here is very strong. And it's kind of natural and a reaction that if you haven't gone through the learning process with others, you're not kind of ready to take that outcome into use. It's not kind of a technology that has been changed through that process, but it's the people themselves who have changed. So if I'm hearing you correctly, scaling is failing, right? Definitely. It is. It's a good way of putting it, yes. And so if you don't seek to scale what's been learned locally, how do you share learning between the different places? Because presumably what is learned in one place is relevant to another place. Yes. So what's the kind of role of the Innovation Center in, in kind of spreading learning between places? we try to create networks where there's kind of collegial sharing between people in, for example, different municipalities. So they are kind of following and sharing each other's examples that what is done. And that might create an understanding and also an interest in what's being done. There's the possibility to tell about the process that was used. It's not the outcome, but it's how those people there got to an outcome. And that is something that you can utilize also in, in other places. It sounds like you're kind of building a, a, like a national learning infrastructure between places. Is that a way to characterize it? 
Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. It's the the whole idea is actually to create different learning loops inside the education system. I think it's very, very vital that the smallest loops are very strong. That's actually the fastest way also to adapt to change. Then you have to have a learning loop that connects the local level and the national level. And kind of learning loop is needed for that intimacy to be there, which gives possibility for the credibility and the reliability, which are the three elements of trust that is the glue that keeps the system together. It's very important that you also have issues, kind of tools around which you can work together. They are kind of like campfires you gather around. In the Finnish education system, for example, the core curriculum is such a campfire. It's not something that we in the agency write, then send it to the local level. It's done together. We take the different actors together and they write it. Wow. Teachers, they are clever people. They are professionals. They have the views. They know their stuff. Why wouldn't we utilize their abilities? They are very willing to give that energy on developing their own work. This brings me to, uh, to something else that I saw in some of the material that, that your team sent through. As you described kind of one of the, the challenges of working in this way as helping leaders at all levels let go of the idea that they should have tight top-down control over what is happening in their organizations or their ministries or whatever. So how have you tried to help leaders let go of the idea that they should have this tight control? That's a very, very, very tricky issue because still we have that heroic leader model very strongly that the leader is the one who has the right answers and the kind of Humble leadership is something new that we're just kind of discovering and finding the models for it. It's pretty difficult to have those models because that type of leadership, it doesn't put the leader in the spotlight. The leadership position is more a process steering and capacity building and servant. The best way of doing it is showing that there are other ways of doing things that the traditional way. The criticism I hear towards this kind of an approach we just talked about is that the decisions and the learning, they take so much time. And they do take time. And you have to reserve that time. But on the other hand, when I'm looking at situation where the traditional top-down decisions are made, which too often fail. When you have those failing moments, many one after another, that definitely takes time. And it also ruins the trust and hope and legitimacy of the decision-making as a whole. 
Yeah, I, I always like the expression, uh, if you want to go fast, travel alone. If you want to go yeah. far, travel together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. When we're talking about these alternative ways of working, people always ask, well, how does, how does accountability work then? How, do, how, how does reporting work? Your team describe how you've changed the way that uh, localities traditionally report to the agency and say you've replaced that traditional top-down demanded reporting with multi-stakeholder dialogue. So can you say a little bit more about what that multi-stakeholder dialogue process looks like as a way of kind of creating accountability? Spreading the leadership and the accountability in the system is essential. We were talking about that if there's one on the top that decides, then you create a kind of dependency that one is very, very capable and the others are actually not capable at all. That means that there's one person who overestimates his or her skills and there is a lot of people who underestimate their skills. And then we come also to the question that how you how you measure success. It's not that you have numbers that you can look at and say that this is the target that we were having. You, you cannot kind of have that kind of targets when, when the world is changing around you. But then it's the question that do you see that you're together with the other actors, you're going to the same direction and that seems to be the right direction. So... Again, I just want to check my understanding of this. So the, the multi-stakeholder dialogue you're talking about, is it, it's a form of kind of peer-to-peer -peer accountability. Is that? It is. It's a very good point that then you create a system that holds itself. That peer-to-peer -peer responsibility, it's a fabric that is resilient. Two things I'm really curious about then in this context. What's the, the content of those dialogues? So what information do those peers talk about when they're trying to decide, are we going in the right direction together? So that's question number one. And, and question number two is, what's the kind of sanctions around accountability? We don't measure in the traditional way as a way of, of management. But of course, we do research and we do surveys and we want to know what is the situation. There is also evidence gathering as part of that process. So kind of action research way of doing things. Also, the research learns at the same time as the people on the local level create the solutions. And then you pretty much end up also evaluating how uh, well-functioning the process has been. We don't have sanctions, so it's more of a social control in a way, if you want to put yeah, it yeah, that yeah. way. It develops kind of shared norms and understandings about this is the professional yeah. way to behave around here. This yeah, is how we exactly. behave together. Yeah, Exactly, yeah. And taking the point about kind of multi-stakeholder dialogue and 
like how you know what success looks like. How do you know whether the innovation center itself has been successful and, and how do you learn as a unit? The center itself has been a, an experiment. We have, of course, also done external evaluations. All the different actors and everybody who's been involved in these experiments, their experiences are gathered. And that's, of course, an important evidence for us. Then there is the kind of direct feedback. It might be partial, but there's a message there. We get a lot of messages saying that this is exactly the things that we would like the agency to be doing more. So it sounds like you've learned quite a lot about how performance management and accountability processes either support or get in the way of um, a culture and practice of learning and experimentation. So what else have you learned about kind of performance management and accountability and how that can either support or get in the way of learning? Still, there is, for example, in Finland, there is a kind of result-oriented management or management by performance. It's not functioning. It kind of frustrates, um, it undermines the capacity, and it thinks that it knows the kind of answers years ahead, and it doesn't. I like to see that we would replace management by performance to a capacity building management model because that is the thing that really matters that are the different offices or or centers do they have the capacity to deal with difficult challenges and also that do they have the capacity of doing things together with other actors? I think that that's the only sustainable way of having a well-functioning public service for the future. Just to wrap up now, is there anything that you feel is kind of important to say around this that we haven't talked about? Or is there anything that you would like to ask me about any of those things? This is a learning process. I see that we are still in a quite early phases of making a culture change. There is kind of so strong culture with the earlier way of doing things and a lot of kind of work and procedures and ways of measuring it. And I feel that we're more talking about the relationships you're more talking about the nuances, not only about the things that you can see and measure, but things that have value. And those are pretty often things that are not so easily put in words. You have been listening to the Public Service Pioneers podcast, brought to you by A Lab, the Public Services Innovation Lab for Wales, a partnership between Cardiff University and Nesta. You can find out more about our work at alab.wales or by following us on Twitter at alabwales. You'll find links and more information about our speakers in the episode notes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>